0: I'm with Father Ken and Torres Diddy and um, welcome back to our show to our chair number corner and I'm your host Nikki Wright. I even forget to say that sometimes, but y'all know me right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back with Father Dr. Ken and um we'll go from there with the interview and the QA. Alright, and we'll be back. That? Sorry, I don't meet myself oh,
1: It's all right.
0: Sorry, okay. that's <laughs> you. Welcome back, Father Dr. Candy. And you might introduce yourself and uh, we can start from there. Yeah. I like oh, oh, don't but I'd like to hear you say you say it a lot better.
2: you
1: uh, well, <laughs> first of all. I want to say thank you for having me having me back on the show no on, no on another platform. Uh, you know, it's always fun doing these podcasts with you. So I am Father Ken dd uh, D. I'm also uh MPC, Master's of Pastoral Counseling. Um, and uh, I am the Spanish Subdivision Director for the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research. I am also the Prior General, uh, technically the CEO of the Solomonic Order of St. Michael the Archangel. Technicalities, I am the Archbishop of the Religious Order, one of the Archbishops. We have several. Uh, we have uh, Father Rockliffe, uh, archbishop rawcliffe out of the south carolina diocese then we have father christian Pedrajita out of our international order he's in columbia uh, so yeah so my background so i am awesome. a priest, um, i am a priest i went to seminary school i have valid holy orders not only that though but uh, i am a paranormal investigator uh, i do it more on the religious side and uh, i work with the grandson of Anna lorraine warren uh, so, we are part of the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research, which you are as well. Uh, Yay. The foundation was created in 2014 by Chris and her, uh, by Lorraine and her grandson, Chris. And so, the whole idea was uh, to have an international outreach team because uh, Nesper does a lot of local cases uh, and they do a wonderful job with the museum and Annabelle. And, and Tony's just, uh, you know, he's the curator of the museum. And so, those guys are a good group of guys as well, like the local Nesper guys. Um, wonderful talented individuals as well but the foundation we focus primarily on an international outreach so our job is to ensure that people understand the paranormal help minimize the fear and uh, teach the future of uh, the paranormal to our new researchers and also help psychics improve their ability uh, and so i am one of the board members and i am the spanish division director uh, i have an assistant awesome. her name is monica Camacho, uh and i have several directors i am in charge of 33 latin-speaking countries
2: oh wow so
1: that's that's who i am that's what i'm doing now as also uh my ministry i am a chaplain as well i do a lot of pastoral counseling faith-based and um yeah uh, not much to me uh, i'm also a marine veteran this i served is... in a marine corps uh medically retired uh so yeah uh, here i am and <laughs> uh, thank you for your
0: services by the way oh uh, thank you thank you Oh, um yes yeah. we come from here i think one talked about the yes is and about investigations like what's going on whether it be so yeah. or like in the area you know
1: yeah so uh resident so let's talk about uh investigations mm-hmm. uh, There are a lot of ways uh to conduct investigations uh, i know this i know many people that do uh a lot of abandoned locations and we, I especially focused on residential, uh, which are two completely different elements. Uh, However, what you can take away from the uh, the paranormal exploration, so to speak, is that it's a really good opportunity for you to understand how to use your equipment, how to get get baseline readings and overall understand, you know, the 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 anomalous nature of what the paranormal is. Um, Residentials, though, are a lot different because like with residentials you actually have to get to know the clients, you have to talk to them on a one on a one basis. Uh, you have to understand what their needs are. You have to be personable, sociable. You have to be mature uh, and you have to have, uh, you know, uh, you have to have uh, some knowledge on how to deal uh, with, uh, with the residential case. a little different than, yeah, a little different. Not
0: like one day, one in and out, but it takes a lot of time, you know, I'm yeah, sorry, I didn't mean, mean to
1: cut you off. <laughs> No, 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 it's okay. No, you, you have a very valid point. You know, um, contrary to popular belief, you know, you see a lot of TV shows, uh, and, and you'll see that they'll do an investigation in 40 minutes. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that those investigations take several days, maybe even weeks. Oh, yeah. But they're just condensing all the good parts, you know. Uh, conducting an investigation, um, you know, at especially at a residence, it's just it's so much more than just setting up equipment. I mean, you have to go to the initial intake process. You have to do the client interview. Uh, you have to do each individual, on um, each interview with each family member that's experiencing, you know, the the alleged phenomena that's going on. A lot of historical research on, on the properties that you're working with, the city, the town. Um, you have to take into consideration what the underlying issues are, uh, the persons have suffered trauma, those types of things. So uh, it, it takes a long time to actually... Uh,
2: it yeah, has to take a long
1: time to actually get to the investigation part. But I do find that nine times out of ten, uh, you can resolve uh, the issue with several phone calls, uh, at least a couple of video calls. It's been my experience.
2: That's um, and,
1: and then going to the house and conducting an investigation, I mean, that's the very last thing that you want to do. You know, there's a lot of people that are highly interested in wanting to just jump right away and use their equipment. But you don't realize that as especially amateur wow. investigators that when you jump at that opportunity and and the very first thing you do is try to conduct an investigation and set up the equipment, you know, you are now potentially feeding into the narrative of what the client is, which can cause more fear. You know, so that's, that's why brilliant. it's important to have overall conversations with your clients before you set up any equipment, before you set up the cameras. It's important. You know, communication skills are vital in this field. Uh, and if you're oh, not yes. a good communicator, uh, and, and if you don't know how to conduct proper process of elimination, then uh, quite honestly, you're probably not gonna get really good results or a good outcome.
0: That's true. And it's also good to know your equipment as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you don't know what to pay two meters, I know I know there's some things you might not wanna use, but for... If, you know for getting
1: everything you must know your equipment yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. a good investigator overall you know you're your own good equipment yourself right yeah so you want to make sure that you're highly functioning you want to make sure that you're alert uh that you're in a proper mental physical state emotional state as well um so that way you can gauge you know uh, what you need to do you want some clarity so you want to have some right. sense of clarity you know before you set up any equipment so like all this other equipment like the k2 yeah. meter all these things are wonderful and great yeah. tools but overall you know as an individual as an individual investigator you have to be making sure that you're on par and that you're on point and even up to date with any new updates and all that but i think it starts with the investigator within themselves
0: so they ask, do you usually do the investigation with the equipment or are you just mostly in a background or how do you work feel about
1: <laughs> well you know it it all depends if if i'm i'm always going to be a clergy regardless whether or not i have a collar on or not uh and that doesn't really change my investigative methods the only time i don't get involved is if there is a true really a really true confirmed uh demonic possession case Uh, my my job as a clergy as an exorcist which i i hate saying i'm going to publicize that a lot because um it's nobody's business uh, it's my job to sit in the background and and let the assessment team conduct their job, do the questions, and see what they can come, uh, see what they can find before I even go in to, to conduct any anything else. Now, Hi. I do like to be involved in in general investigations. You know, I like using a BP recorder. I like using cameras. Uh, I, I like uh, I like the equipment, but I'm not a tech savvy guy. So I've got a basic. Me either. That. I've got a REM pod, I've got a couple of cameras, and I've got a couple of uh, digital voice recorders and some static sensors. Um, but then, even then, you know what I mean? Um, that equipment is, is, is okay, but if you're not properly conducting an investigation um, and if you don't know want to use those things, then you're probably not going to be successful at it. All right,
0: and we can even use our phones nowadays. Now, our phone has half good yeah. video, video recording.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Chris McKinnell, um, you know, I love him to death. He's like my big brother and and he he, he always says he always says something and and I like it. You know, if a spirit is going to communicate with you, it's going to communicate with you no matter what type of equipment you have. So, yeah, I mean, you have a camera and you have a recorder on your cell phone and Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten. If there is really phenomena taking place, you're more adept to capture some of that information on your phone as well. So um, but. I think it's uh i think it's the idea of using all these different equipments to confirm the validity of these allegations or the claims you know that's the important part you know we, we use equipment because we want to be able to try to get confirmation of what you know activity is like don't get me wrong a phone is great uh, maybe it'll be good for an emergency situation yeah but I, I think there's equipment out there catered to you know specifically for the paranormal that can pick up certain things that your your regular phone cannot
0: like a night vision camera and or camera.
1: yeah 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 like I've got it's a flur attachment yeah I've got a flur attachment I can add to my phone and it gives me thermal uh, and oh that's yeah cool but about I, yeah and it's cool but I mean I, I I do like the idea of actually using other equipment um you know to help confirm you know whatever's going on in in the house right
0: That's see to know this I know one time a spiritual contact me, the other one. they even contact through my TV. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Or radio or whatever. Well, well, you're intuitive, so you, you you can
2: pick up those things. They yeah, I'm used to, to it. Get, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm used to kind of that, that kind of thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, you want to tell us more about investigations of what? You, or what
1: type of hauntings that you might come across what type of what type of hauntings you know so i mean there are there are types of hauntings there are residual hauntings there are intelligent hauntings and there's also poltergeist activity and then there's also much more severe cases where there's negative energy involved we're not gonna say that word again because i feel like that word is often used 95 percent of the time to describe something that it's really not there, you know, and when we use that word specifically, the D word, you're just putting more fear into the situation. So I think, you know, as an as investigators, you're going to come across a lot of uh, residual intelligence, um, that type of haunting and poltergeist. And even, you know, what's a residual? So uh, a residual haunting is pretty much like a like a loop, right? You know, you see spirits, you see energy, you know, and it's just like a replay in the house. Uh, and you can't communicate with them they can't communicate with you it's more like an impression that's left on that property um, and so there's no um you know there's no danger of that as well then you have intelligent hauntings well i i like to classify intelligent hauntings as exactly what it is intelligent there's an entity that uh is there in that space uh and they are communicating with you um they can talk to you they can move things around uh, you know they're just uh, able to communicate a lot better with you and they're smart, intelligent. Um, and so yeah. I find with those cases, sometimes, you know, they're just spirits, you know, need to be crossed over or they're stuck or they just, you know, they want to be there, you know, because we have free will, you know, we were made with free will. So when we die, we also have free will.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then we have,
1: yeah. Well, then we've got the, the, the poltergeist activity, the poltergeist activity uh, for me, you know, um, is when you have like things happening around the house a little more violently you know things being tossed things being thrown um you know uh, just yeah it's more intense activity but i also find that with uh you know poltergeist activity, sometimes um, it's not an actual energy sometimes it can be a person that's self-manifesting this energy and causing these things to happen around um, and so you know we just have to be really careful how we try to discern that poltergeist activity because it might just be right. that person has uh, psychic ability and they don't know it right and so they are just you know manifesting because whatever stressors are happening around their life
0: right i think that's um, yeah, you sure? well yeah well so you, have, so, you have,
1: so you have like the egregore and the tulpa the egregore and the tulpa and i might be getting into or both, the, yeah or tulpa i think are, are, are more combined collectives put together. So it's kind of like uh, right. what Dr. Heather Lee Landon used to speak about, it's like the Philip experiment. Uh, several people got around uh, and they started saying, well, we're gonna call this boy, this spirit Philip, right? And they just started manifesting Philip. And sure enough, after a while, this entity presented himself as Philip. And you know, I think that was a result of an egregore, combined energy, combined right. collective. Uh, it's the actual uh, intention of trying to create something. And so that's where we have the egregore and the Talpa. That's true.
0: Yeah. So, um, thank you
2: for explaining that. Um, oh, you're welcome. I have
0: a few more questions here and hopefully our audience will join us soon. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference between investigation and, uh, and a ghost hunt? Ooh.
1: An investigation and a ghost hunt. So I don't like to use ghost hunting. Uh, I think that's more of a derogatory term, you know, because when you use ghost hunting, to me, that seems like, you know, you're trying to go and you're trying to kill this entity. And at the same time too, you know, you're kind of being disrespectful, you know, you're trying to hunt for a ghost, you know what I mean? Uh, And it's basically like an animal at the zoo. You know, you throw it some snacks and you make it do some tricks and there you go. But, um, you know, and an actual, investigation is something i think that's a lot more respectful uh it's a lot more organized um and mostly you know it can be for a home or a location that's not a home like an abandoned building but i I think it's more of the intention it's more of the intention i think i think go something is more of like a fun thing more like hobby yeah i'm gonna go to dead man's bridge or goatman's bridge whatever and just mess around try to get some stuff i mean that's also considered investigating but i think the ghost hunting part is just like it's a more derogatory i don't really like that word um i just like, I, I i don't like the idea of treating spirits like animals
2: that's
0: true yeah, it's all about
1: respect yeah right? yeah it's all about respect you know treat people how you want to be treated and that also applies for the deceased. i've heard it it makes
0: me wonder why they don't communicate with certain people because they don't treat them with respect.
1: yeah i mean you know, it's just like you got to treat these spirits with respect, and 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 simple as that. So, you treat them with respect, and you're and I think you'll be
0: good. That's true. Let's see. Uh, I've probably asked you before, but uh, <laughs> has a spirit or entity ever followed you from a station?
1: Um. Well, let's see. Uh, I don't necessarily think that I've had a spirit uh, follow me from the investigation. Well, no, I I take that back. Uh, I did conduct an investigation several months ago with my team. uh, And, you know, the place that we went to was just a a really, really negative home. You know, there's a lot of issues going on, a lot of problems going on. And even the surrounding neighbors, you know, were troubled. And so the area where we were at investigating wasn't the best in the safest area known for drug abuse and crime um and so right. we conducted a an investigation for the family you know just to give them some closure uh we didn't really capture anything but when we got home i always try to say a blessing or a prayer before and after and so i don't know what happened but i think one of my psychics uh, got attacked or something followed them home and so when we got home uh the psychic went to go see my dogs and all three of my dogs ended up getting a seizure and that was uncommon that's never happened before so we went back outside we prayed we did a blessing came back in the dogs were perfectly fine so i would say that's the only time that at least that i know that something followed me to my home
0: oh my gosh video
1: Well, i'm here i'm just doing some adjusting
0: (laughs) okay so um Thank you guys so for watching and listening, and um, I'm talking with Father Dr. Kennedy, and um, go ahead and submit your questions, don't be afraid to answer, you know, submit your questions, and we'll try to yeah. answer for you.
1: Yeah, you know, people. I find that people sometimes, they see a priest on the a, on a podcast, and they're like, oh, whatever, you know, they don't want to hear what I've got to say.
2: Uh, you know, sure, I'm not, not I'm the
1: not, case. <laughs> I'm not very popular, to be honest with you, because... Uh, i'm respectful but you know i also at the same time you know I'm, oh, very like ac- you. I'm very i'm very academia you know what i mean and i'm a loving person a compassionate person but you know i find that uh i'm not like amongst a lot of the other clergy community because i don't i don't promote that false facade of uh exorcism and ghosts and demons and you know i'm not part of the cool club you know what i mean i, I don't conform to someone's ideology you know um and it's and, and that's one thing that i've noticed within this field it's like there's groups right there's like paranormal cliques, so to speak like you've got right. the jocks and you've got the nerds and you've got the gamers right and even yeah. amongst the clergy community i'm friends with a lot of them and you know for the ones that i know personally this is nothing towards you but i've got some that follow me you know just to see what i'm doing so that they can try to report back to other people but the truth is i don't report to anyone you know i own a legal right. religious organization a religious nonprofit. Um, and I've got some wonderful clergy, so, you know, I'm not part of the cool club. The thing is, when I come on here, I actually give knowledge and I try to tell people the truth, at least my interpretation of the truth and what I understand. Um, I haven't been in this field very long, 15 years. I mean, uh, but you know, as a clergy That's too, me. <laughs> with, the, with, with the person that, you know, as a person like me, you know, I've, I've got a bachelor's in finance and master's in, uh, in pastoral counseling and a doctorate in divinity and, you know, religion and theology, um, I tend to think, I tend to look at things a little more differently. I'm a lot more thorough and, and, and thoughtful and um, what's I'm meticulous in how I approach things. Um, and a lot of other fake book clergy don't like that because I don't jump to the whole, well, that's a demon right away. Uh, so no, you know, so if you're watching, I hope you get something out of this. But, you know, I try to be, you know, as humble and, and honest as I can be, but I won't sugarcoat things. I won't. But
0: I appreciate you being with us, And I like what you have to say. And that's why I love how you returning. Sure, so. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. You know, I mean, it's important to to understand. And it's important to educate people, you know, uh, with the paranormal. So much of the right. paranormal, I think it's it's misunderstood. You know, there's a lot of bad information out there. Uh, and it's more fear-mongering type of thing. Uh, and, and the truth is, it's not as scary as TV portrays it to be. You know, these things uh, can be understood, uh, but you have to have the right person explain, which is why I love my team members at the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research. Um, You know, we are a group of dedicated professionals worldwide, and uh, we all have different beliefs, different backgrounds, different strengths. And collectively, we've got over 500 years of experience. And so we're able to actually give people some good information and help them understand you know what the paranormal is, and and what it isn't. You know, it isn't demons and goblins all the time. That's just that's just Hollywood. You know, sometimes the the paranormal, right. it's just it's a misunderstanding or it's a slip of the eye. You watch the scary movie, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm seeing a shadow figure. No, and know, it's it's probably your, your imagination running wild.
2: Right. And I
1: find that a lot of people are susceptible to receive this information if you tell them, like in a calm manner, right? However. There are other people, especially other amateur investigators or other teams that would quickly jump and say, no, this is something more negative and more sinister. And those people we've got to be careful with because they're out there putting some really bad information out there. You know, they are adding other layers of stress towards, um, you know, the clients, you know, our, our number one priority, is the client. right. our number one priority is always going to be our client. You know what I mean? And we are always going to be honest and truthful with our client and tell them what we think. If you come to us for help, we're going to give you the best of us. Right. But that also means that you have to be honest with us. Um, And if there's something that we're saying that you don't agree with, tell us why, you know, help us understand why you don't agree with it. And then we'll come back with the rebuttal because the truth is, is if you're coming to us for help, then you probably don't know what you're doing or dealing with. So let us do our best to help you out, Um, which is another thing, you know, um, whenever we take on a client, we always ask the client, have you worked with other paranormal teams or are you working with another team right now? And if they tell us, yes, sorry, we can't work with you unless you specifically work with us. And that's it, you know, because we don't do we don't do that type of stuff. We don't share information outside of the foundation. Everything is confidential. yeah, we may assist the teams. It, you know, we've had teams reach out to us and say, "Hey, can you help us out? Can you, um, you know, look at this evidence for us?" Yeah, sure. But we will never say, "Hey, outside team, can you help us with this?" We'll never do that. We'll help other teams, but once the paperwork comes into our name, that's it. You know, we we protect our clients, uh, and we are really strict about that. You know, we don't share any information outside of the foundation. And if you're caught doing that, then that's an automatic uh, expulsion from the foundation. Yeah.
0: Yes, it's no.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: You know, you gotta have these ethics, you know what I mean? You have to be able to be professional. And with the foundation, we are trying to set a standard for the rest of the paranormal field. We're not saying that we are the best. That's not what we're saying.
2: Right. But what we're saying
1: is with our code of ethics and our bylaws, we're hoping to help mold and shape the future of what paranormal research is. Uh, get out those misconceptions that it's all demonic and spirits and all that. Sometimes it's just a misunderstanding that people don't understand but that's why it's important to have a good team. Um, there's a lot right. of good teams out there that are oh, yeah. thorough and meticulous like we are but you know that's far and few. Yeah like I was going to
0: say far and there's not always negative. Yeah um yeah. things and it's kind of also
1: positive there's also angelics in yeah. which i do contact
2: sometimes
1: there is i mean you know the, sometimes the paranormal you know especially when <clears throat> we're, we're talking with spirits sometimes they're just spirits that are afraid to cross over or maybe they don't understand how they passed and so it's our job <laughs> to help them and so sometimes they do certain things by moving objects touching you or scratching you to get your attention um, right. it's not done in, in a malicious way but that's the only way they know how to communicate it's not always negative energy you know the, if you if you are a jerk in life then when you pass you're probably going to be a jerk as well so you have a lot of spirits that are
0: or if you're a priest story life you'll be a great spirit
1: yeah yeah i mean that's because <laughs> that's the concept of free will so you don't know, yeah. have those types of spirits out there and it's important to understand you know what what they are and how they operate so
2: exactly
0: and, you know, we,
1: just, we just try to be truthful and honest and educate people
0: that's true and i'm sure you've been asked, do you think that the Ouija board is, might be the cause of somebody oh
1: the ouija board i, I have a love-hate relationship with that thing I, yeah. I i like the way it looks i like the different designs that they come out with yeah
2: uh,
1: but, and i know there are people out there that uh have intuitive abilities and are good at spirit communication and they use the Ouija board Um, and even then, you know, um, I always worry about them uh, because you don't know what you're communicating
2: with. I I always tell
1: people stay away from the Ouija board, but at the same time, that's no different than spirit communication using EVP. Direct contact, direct questions, very specific detailed questions, you know, can also lead to some sort of attachment following you home or sometimes it can be an unpleasant interaction So, but I always caution people to stay away from the Ouija board, especially if you're a young teenager that has, uh, you know, uh, trauma. You're experiencing trauma. You're experiencing loss. You're being bullied, uh, because your energy is going to affect that communication session. So be careful with that, because you may not always get something that you think is going to be good. You know, there could be something more malicious behind it. Um, and, and, and even then, and even then, it doesn't necessarily mean that your interaction is going to be with a, you know, demon. Um, it just means that maybe you may encounter another spirit that's made, that's a little more angrier than you know than it should be, um, and and it came through by you opening the veil, and now it's going to bother you and it's going to cause problems. So stay away from the Ouija board, everyone. Stay away. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I I recommend playing Monopoly or something like that <laughs> or
1: Scrabble. <laughs> Monopoly, Scrabble, uh Cheesy, <laughs> something. I like remember that, that game,
0: Far Cheesy. I played that
1: a lot. Uh, oh, and Sorry, there's also Sorry. Oh, sorry.
0: sorry. No. I like that one too. That's the only. Yeah, no. yeah I used to play those with, with my right parameter.
1: Yeah, those are fun games. Battleship, uh, Checkers. Yeah,
2: battleship.
1: uh Chutes and Ladders, those are great games. Never got any Chutes and yeah no, I, I I played it once, and uh, I wasn't good at it, and I never played it again. <laughs> Scrabble, Scrabble is good too. So you know, look for positive things uh, uh, to do. I just you know the whole thing with the Ouija board, uh, from a clerical side, from a clergy side, um, and this is just specific clergy. So what I'm gonna say right now doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily uh, reflect the opinions. And views based on the Warren Legacy Foundation. This is just me. Right. All again, right? So I, I think that, you know, Ouija boards uh, can lead to really bad activity. I think it can lead to the demonic. Um, and I think that it could also lead into possession. So stay away from that stuff. Stay away from it. You know, um, right. if you're going to conduct spirit communication, just, um, you know, make sure you're with somebody that knows how to do these types of things. Better yet, don't attempt
2: it. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, well said. Yeah, it might open door, and then how do you close the floodgates, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, because then you open something that you're not prepared uh, to deal with. You know, you're not equipped to deal with. You don't have that knowledge. You don't have that, um, that, uh, you know, that ability, you know, to try to close whatever, because then now you're going to end up calling us. And if it's a really bad situation, then, you know, we'll help you out, but we're going to say, don't do it again. Don't play with fire; you'll get burned. I Remember the, the movie uh, "The Breakfast Club"? Mess with the bull. Oh, it
0: yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch that again.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's a classic movie.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just found another question: uh, Have you ever felt like you were in danger? You later team for doing investigations?
1: Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say specifically um any type of inherent danger that i'm aware of uh, but i mean you know there's always a possibility that something could happen so i mean um i just try to be careful and cognizant of of um what i do you know what i mean of, of what i do and how we conduct our investigations uh, with the team so right i know we can adjust some of this <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if you're intuitive, it's important. You know, that's why it's important to, you know, to um, be protected. You know what I mean? You always have to protect yourself. You know, before you go to a location, whatever your faith is, whatever your belief system is, make sure that you ground yourself and you protect yourself. You know, close your eyes and envision yourself surrounded by a ball of white light. Breathe in and breathe out, you know, and let that white light ball of protection, you know, uh, be there for you to protect you. Uh, and same thing you know you always want to be protected you always want to be grounded and and when you're done conducting an investigation reground yourself again, you know because you don't know if uh you, you don't know what can happen after so you always want to stay grounded and you always want to stay protected um, and with that you know it, it comes with you know being in a proper physical and mental state you know if you're not in a proper physical and, and mental state uh, then don't do the investigation okay it, you because know, you're not going to be any good to your team and you're not going to be any good to your client so it's okay to take a day yes, off It's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay to step away from that investigation for the day right. and let someone else handle it because you know what might end up happening is you can get affected you can get influenced by whatever energy is there and it may not be a good feeling you know you may get nauseous you may get dizzy you may get lightheaded uh, it can affect you know your heart it can affect your blood sugars you know it can affect your psyche completely so that's go why ahead. it's important to always be healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally. You know, if, you're, if you've had a really bad fight with your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, make sure that you make amends, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that nothing negative is going right. to happen, but you want to have a good, clear conscience because you don't want that stressor, you know, to be in the back of your head. Oh, well, now when I get home, uh, you know, I, I've got some problems to, to fix with my spouse or whatever. You know, you want to go in there calm, cool, and collective and you want to be able to focus on that investigation so proper protection and grounding and taking care of one's physical and mental self is of the utmost importance there's no ifs and buts that's
2: true
0: especially advice i try to make sure i keep up to date with
1: my daughters and everything yeah physically and
2: spiritually
1: yeah i mean you know the whole thing is you got to take care of yourself regardless you know what i mean whatever Whatever is it, whatever it is that you do in life, it doesn't have to be paranormal investigations. But you want to make sure that you always protect yourself. You know, take care of yourself. Self care is one of the most important things that you know that I preach. Oh yeah. That um, I teach as well. Preach and teach, however you want to look at it. Um, for me, I work Tuesday through Saturdays. Sundays and Mondays, I'm off. I don't work any paranormal cases. I don't do anything that involves uh, the paranormal or the supernatural. You know, sometimes I'll do a chaplaincy call. You know, and that chaplaincy call is more faith based, nothing to do with the paradigm, you know, so these are my ministry and my family days. And so I just try to focus on the positive stuff, you know, um, you know, feeding, feeding the hungry, clothing, the poor um, and those types of things, charitable works as well. You know, so doing things like that can strengthen and reinforce your faith and it can also protect you, you know, but that's also part of self care. You know, do these That's things true. to make you happy, to make you feel good. You know, but also set boundaries. Also set boundaries.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always by reading I always hear like um self love. You know, love yourself in the letters. No yeah. they'll love you, right? So Yeah, yeah. I can do yeah. that a lot with my reading. Yeah. there's your back
2: <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Yay
0: i haven't figured
1: out yet but what do you think yeah. well i I, uh, I forgot to get my green screen put up because i was busy all day so <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry office, yeah. so my office <laughs> is a little cluttered right now I'm doing laundry because i'm actually getting ready to fly out next week for a case oh, now, nice. working, on a, working on, on a case uh with the foundation that's uh, a little stronger in nature uh, oh, wow. at the moment we haven't filled out any ndas so i can talk a little bit about it You know, basically what ended up happening is somewhere in the United States, there was a a tragic accident uh, and, you know, several people lost their lives. Uh, And it is believed that the individual uh, who committed, you know, whatever crime was, um, came under some sort of influence, regardless of what happened uh, to that individual, um, you know, the tragedy happened. So what we are going to do is we want to go to the house the family's house and we're going to conduct an investigation and we are going to properly bless and cleanse the house of any energy that's there Uh, not necessarily negative but something bad happened there so there's still that impression and so we just want to make sure the family wants to make sure that you know they can at least sell the house or rent it out and the next people who move in won't have the same alleged activity that happened previously before the tragedy
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, you already need help. Let
1: me know. Yeah. Well, you've already helped me out. You've already given me some imprints. Oh, that's
0: Yeah. I always hope yeah, that'd that'd help. that helped.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It did help out tremendously.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd love to remind you as well. What a matter of my abilities. Yeah. I think I'm going to
1: come up with a new slogan for uh, a shirt brand, because apparently my initials spell <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I won't <wanna> say it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Um, let's
1: see. You have a bucket list of places that you like to visit? A bucket list of places. Um I don't think that I have one in particular. I'm I'm boring, kind of mundane. You know, I, I don't really I don't care think you're boring. Well, I don't really that's the thing, like I don't really care to Well, there's places I want to visit, but not necessarily that's paranormal. Like, I want to go to Israel, I want to go to the United Kingdom, to Europe, I want to explore the castles, uh, maybe go to Spain and Portugal, to- those types of things, you know what I mean? Um, here in the United States, I love Louisiana, I love New Orleans, you know what I mean? I, I love New Orleans, um, but as far as like a, like a paranormal bucket list, I don't necessarily think I have one because I'm not really... You know, I'm not, re- I, I don't really vibe with that type of stuff. You know, oh, right. the thing is like, you have a lot of teams that go into these same places over and over and over and over again, you know, and if there was, if there was something there and it was gone, then it's probably back and it's probably irritated because you got all these teams. What's your name? Are you here Make a noise? Knock three times if you understand, turn on that flashlight. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really too keen.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I would be irritating.
1: But one place I do like uh, is here, uh, <laughs> locals where I live. I, I live by San Francisco, and there's the USS Hornet. It's an aircraft carrier. I like to visit there one there. day. Yeah, I, I've been there uh, uh, about three times. Thank you, Faye Gallo uh, and, and the guys uh, you know, from my management team that have allowed me the opportunity to make these connections. So, But I love the USS oh, wow. Hornet. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. And uh, we're hoping to put an event there pretty soon. So, if we've got an event going on, um, if we have something in the works, I'll let you know, Nikki, you so you can come up. Definitely, I'm
0: trying, definitely trying to know, even if i am try, definitely try to even if I have to fly out myself. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not afraid yeah. to fly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, um, I want to take this time out to thank our sponsors before I forget. So, I have two great sponsors: jenny Hill from Studio Six uh, Entertainment Carnival and Brian J. Laverty from parent post so thank you guys
1: for your sponsors oh, that's wonderful i love yeah. that you have sponsors yeah i mean and and that's what i like I, I like the overall community i like the overall you know uh being able to connect with other people you know and, and you're doing something wonderful you know what i mean you're every week think that's right well i mean you're doing wonderful work every week you come and you, and you, and you highlight different people and you get your stories i mean it's a wonderful thing i mean i think it's important for people to understand that there are a lot of people there are a lot of people out there that are in this field and you know we're all doing different types of work but i for the, for you know overall um, it's pretty good
0: yeah i hope so thank you
1: you're welcome
0: yeah i got a question here <clears throat> for my voice so that i have hours here
2: <laughs> okay
0: oh uh, let's see Have you ever come across any uh let's talk about ufos have you seen ufos lately
1: yeah you know uh growing up in new york and new jersey my family's of puerto rican descent you know and a family in puerto rico um when i was in puerto rico i remember seeing a couple of uh unidentified flying objects um uh over this place it's called lo yunque el yunque it's a rainforest in puerto rico a lot of things happened up there uh I've not seen uh, a UFO up close, but I've seen things that, you know, I, I can't explain. Maybe oh, I have. Might, have a, might have been a shooting star, but I actually have seen the Chupacabra when I was younger. I was in my aunt's house in Puerto Rico, and uh, I remember as a young oh, wow. kid, uh, there were animals around. And then I looked out, and I saw this four-foot creature with some weird-looking tails, and uh, I got scared. But the next day we go out, you know, some of the chickens have puncture wounds inside of their neck, and their <coughs> blood their blood dried. Um, I've so, heard about that, yeah. Yeah. So that so that's the the bless only thing that, that I've experienced. Bless you back there. Bless you.
0: That
1: was my turn. Bless you. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting.
0: Well, what about you? That's oh yeah, you. I've, I've seen. I've seen UFOs throughout my life. I even have one crap come up real close to me. Um, it kind of freaked me out. is at my other house. And I was just yeah. looking out the window. We have a big window. And all of a sudden this came right up to the window.
1: Mmm, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, the Department of Defense just declassified some video footage about two years ago. And then all of a sudden the U.S. Space Force was created. So that leads me to think that what are we really protecting? They say, no, it's not for UFOs. It's for satellite warfare. But
2: I I think there are other
1: things out there. Yeah, you know, uh, as human beings, we're pretty ignorant if we think that we're the only beings in this galaxy, in this universe. You know, Absolutely. I believe that, you know, there may be other life in other places, and we're just not ready to... I think
0: that'd be them. cool. I would be afraid. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I think, of anything, as human beings, we're the true monsters. Because you know, we're always trying yeah. to conquer things, and we're always about violence, and, you know, we fear what we don't understand. So, I think if there is other life forms out there, in other galaxies, and other universes, uh, we will not be privileged to encounter them in our lifetime.
0: I also like to believe there's a parallel universes. Out yeah, there. You said about <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, I mean the paranormal, you know, even the paranormal realm is, is, is something different. It's a different wavelength. it's a different vibration. You know, oh, so yeah. that I think that may be considered another parallel universe, so to speak. So but I, I view some of these spirits as well too, who are trapped here. I kind of I view that as a some form of purgatory and they just need help crossing over. But then once we do that, then, you know, they go to peace. One well,
0: thing I'm living. afraid of, purgatory, when I pass, but I think I can
1: move on. I understand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, we shouldn't be afraid, though. You know, we should just be comfortable in our faith and what we believe in. And, right. You know, and, and follow our, our traditional practices. And I think, um, you know, when we pass, you know, we'll be okay. And regardless of what happens, I think we'll be okay. You know, I just think some people choose to not cross over because they're not ready but if you're truly ready, then I think you'll eventually end up going into that bright light.
0: That's true. I feel that way about my late husband. I think he's just waiting for me
2: before he yeah. crosses over. Yeah,
1: could be. Yeah. Was it uh, Teo? Yeah. What was his Teo? Yeah,
2: yeah. Theodore. Yeah. yeah, Theodore. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. We hope
0: Teo. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I can't around sometimes. Well, yeah he
1: loves you you know what i mean he loves you he's your husband he's protecting you he just wants to make sure that you're okay you know and um oh, yes, you know, maybe he's not ready to cross over as long as he's happy where he's at you know that's the most important thing that's he's true. probably just protecting you that's all i
0: always feel bad. i hope i'm not the one
1: that's haunted. <laughs> what's that i hope not
0: the one he's remaining behind but
1: yeah well you know maybe just uh just tell them that you're okay and, and and maybe have them cross over peacefully. Sometimes that's what it is. You know, they just want to make sure that you're okay before they cross over. And I think that if that's you're true. clear and concise in your directions and your intentions, then
2: you, know, you
1: can help that spirit cross over peacefully and know that, you know, you'll be there with them one day.
2: That's yeah. true. Um, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on that subject. But, uh, no, it's all right. No, it's
0: all right. Yeah, I had visitation ring as well
1: yeah.
0: and uh, not
2: from him but
1: from various family members there you go well you do have intuitive abilities so yeah. you're more than likely going to get a lot of uh visitors coming in and out probably more than family as well
0: yeah i call it random spirit that's how i thought in that book random spirits
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah random spirits or transient spirits you know spirits that come and go it happens a lot
0: there's them
1: my friend Ernesto Ernesto, hey how you doing thanks for tuning in yeah I didn't
0: mean to cut you (laughs) off no it's all right but anything you'd like to share with us I don't it's been almost an hour already
1: already well you know time flies by when you're having fun I mean you know for me I hope so yeah no I mean for me it's just like I I just want to make sure that people are well educated and, and and understand the supernatural you know, help yeah. people understand that it's not always scary. Um, and, and, you know, there are different theological beliefs There are people that out there that have different belief systems, you know, but don't cast judgment. Don't be mean to one another, you know, right. um, just be nice, be kind, more importantly, and be sensitive to people's cultural differences and, and their beliefs and what they believe and what they understand. You know, if you're hurting other people or defaming them because you have a difference in opinion, then that shows that you're a crappy person. You know, and so what I like to do is I try to educate people and help them understand that, you know, the paranormal is not scary. Um, you can learn a lot from it, but you can also learn a lot from yourself as well.
0: That's true. I said it's not only the lower entities. There's like um, yeah, yeah. angels. You know, I you know I see angels sometimes, but they're huge. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I've come across people that have experienced angels. Um, I've felt the presence of angels before, but I've never seen one. It's um, amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard people explain that like this white, bright light, warmth, loving and caring. So that's got to be a wonderful and amazing experience. I, I
0: get
1: a tingling sensation when I Yeah. I actually do like angelic healing where, you know, uh, I talk oh, to right. people and counsel them and we do the angelic healing and they use a bell and the sort the of St. Michael, the Archangel, um, you know, more of a symbolic thing to to help people understand and just release whatever energies that are afflicting them as well. Um, and uh, I felt the presence of angels before, but I've never seen them as I mentioned. And yeah,
0: they're amazing. That way. You know,
1: that, yeah. yeah.
0: Angels and spirit guys, but I'm more comfortable with angels yeah. rather than spirit guys, to yeah. be honest. Well if, you, well, if you look at the biblical
1: angels, they're kind of scary, so it's a good thing they, they, they manifest themselves in a different way. Uh, because if you look at the biblical yeah, angels true. in angelology, uh, they are three headed, you know, with the head of an eagle, lion, and a bear. Um, so it's a good thing that they manifest according to what we think they look like because i think it'd be scary to see them in their truest form that's true yeah. which is why you see like every biblical every biblical account and the angel presents himself as a human being uh, because people are more prone to be susceptible to what they have to say as opposed to you know this these 10 different wings coming out your body with with spears circling around you right. and diamonds in the middle <laughs>
0: Did I ever share my latest angel encounter? Uh I
1: don't recall. Maybe you have. Um
0: I even tried to film it because for some reason it wasn't appear on film because they're higher vibration. Mm-hmm. So um they are outside of my back backyard, you know? I just mm-hmm. saw them flying around in Unison. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. No. That's a beautiful experience. I like that. it was Yeah. I, I just like I can't imagine maybe one day I'll be able to see them. But, you know, so much of what I do, too, uh, as clergy is, is a lot of, uh, you know, there's there's good times and bad times. But I find that right. with the work that I do, it's a lot more darker in nature. So I encounter things that are not as friendly as they should be, so to speak. Um, and so, you know, always have to. Constantly pray. Yeah. You know, constantly maintaining in a state of grace is what I call myself, what I call it. You have to be in a state of grace to uh, be able to um, delicately help people understand um, what's happening around them, what's happening with their spiritual life, you know, the things that they may encounter or things that are explainable.
0: That's true. Sorry, I'm so unorganized here. <laughs> That's all
2: right. Does anybody have any
0: questions? Feel free to questions yeah. We still have a few minutes left. Yeah. If you and even. Question,
1: just type it in a box.
0: Yeah. And even afterwards, there'll be a show replay, of course. That will yeah. be all over. We I told we'll be on Audible, we'll be on YouTube, and uh, we're, we're like everywhere. no, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for our sponsors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what do you like about the paranormal, Nikki? What, what what drives you to do what you do?
0: Mainly really is to help both Living and limited, uh, yeah. understand, help them move on, hopefully.
1: Yeah. That's a very noble cause. I mean, you know, the, there's a saying that says, uh, greater love hath no man that he that would lay down his life for his brother, right? Or for right. his friend. And I feel like that's what we do a lot in, uh, in, in the foundation. Not in a literal sense, but, you know, we do the very best that we can to try to help people understand these things um and you've got to be compassionate about it uh but you also can't get emotionally attached because once you get emotionally attached (laughs) then that clouds your judgment so and that's what i find myself uh doing a lot and that's what i have to do you know it's easy for me to get caught up in in the moment and, and act as an investigator or whatever it is but you know i have to be detached i can't have any emotional attachments doesn't mean that i'm not sympathetic or compassionate but I have to be objective in order to help underst- in order to help the client understand what's going on. If I'm not objective and I'm emotionally involved, then it's going to cloud my judgment. Uh, and same thing goes with light. Same thing goes with anything that you do. You know, once you operate off an emotional state, that's going to cloud your judgment, uh, and you're not going to get it. the results that you want. So you have to be objective, and you have to be disconnected in the sense to where you're not emotionless, but enough to be detached to help identify what the problem is. That's
0: true. And for do you have, um, where can everybody find you and say, need some help?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can find me on my Facebook page. Uh, you can find me uh, on the Facebook page. I have a website, uh, fatherkendoctor.com. Uh, you can find me on com. But mostly you can get me through Facebook. Uh, I'm also on TikTok. So, I mean, I'm pretty easy to find. So if you have any problems or issues, you know, please feel free to reach out to me and private message me. Right, and,
0: and the Warren Foundation, they can contact through the website, right?
1: Yes, so if you need any help, uh, if you're having any trouble with uh, the paranormal, you can go to warrenlegacyfoundation.com or warrenfiles.com, contact us and request help. And that's how you can reach us there as well. And depending on where you live in, uh, you know, that request is going to go to a different regional director, but they're always great at reaching back out to uh, to you promptly and quickly.
0: Oh, yeah, and I appreciate what you
1: guys do, by the way. Well, you're a part of it, too, so we appreciate it. You know what I mean? You know, well, the thank foundation, you. you know, the foundation um, can't run itself, and we need good investigators to help us carry, you know, the dream right. of Angela Lorraine Warren to help carry that legacy. Uh, and you are helping carrying that legacy as well as so. every other... 99 plus members that we have in the foundation. Okay, right,
0: um, I think we have time for a couple more questions. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite book or author? in my series?
1: So, you know, if you would have asked me that um, a few years ago, I would have probably said Anne Rice, uh, but now I'm reading Father Chad Rippinger. Uh, so Father Chad Rippinger is also an exorcist, but he's also a clinical psychologist. Uh, and I love reading his books. I'm currently on a book called Dominion. Uh, it's about a 1,000 pages. I'm like 200 pages in. Uh, and it talks about the psychological and spiritual effects and the immaterial side of psychology uh, and the afflictions uh, <laughs> that can happen that can be misportrayed mis- as paranormal. Um, so Father Chad Rippinger is one. And then another book um, you know, that I read uh, is called Slaying Dragons. Um, Slaying Dragons is another good book. It's a, a an account of different clergy and their experiences battling, you know, the darker forces. So I would say those two oh,
0: you know, are. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And um so I was wondering if uh, do you think that is wise or safe to have children along the vestation or
1: I think it all depends who you ask. I don't think it's ever wise to have a younger child in an investigation at all. I I don't think it's wise, Um, but you know, it's not my job to tell people how to parent their children. I don't think it's wise to ever, ever, ever take your kids on an investigation. Maybe when you're 18 years old and and you're age of reasoning, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I do know some people that have taken their children on the younger, uh, their younger children on investigations And and, but they've trained them well, you know, they've taught them the dangers and, you know, they they're pretty good at at how they teach their children, what the dangers are, what the effects are. So but I would say for me, though, I would never if I had any children, I would never bring them on any paranormal investigation at all, not at least until they were 18. Yeah,
0: that's good to know that they're also acceptable and, and sensitive as well like yeah. animals yeah, you be- know.
1: because you can be vulnerable teenage hormones you know hormones emotions you don't know what you're going to encounter you know this energy can really affect your kids and 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 you just want to be safe with it
0: that's true yeah. well um anybody have a question for us um even after the show we'll to answer you and i uh, appreciate you guys watching and um We still have a couple more minutes. I'll find another question for you.
1: Yeah. So what is your favorite piece of equipment? My favorite piece of equipment? I don't, uh, you know what? I would say my voice recorder. That's it. Because I don't have the best hearing. And so the recorder has got better hearing than I do. So I'm able to hear things uh, through the recorder. So I would say that's probably my, I know it's simple and it's basic, but I like it. Because it also is good because you can actually record conversations with your client and you can get information that you've missed while you're conducting an investigation. Uh, so for me, the recorder is a very important piece of information, It's a oh, yeah. very important piece of equipment for me. And I think it's my favorite because of that, because it can store information. You can hear what's going on. You can always revert back to it if you miss any notes. You know, You can find things that you didn't probably catch on the paperwork that you didn't write down. But by you listening to it, you're like, oh, you know what? Boom. And then by listening to the conversation that you've recorded on the EVP, uh, you know, you can probably come to a better analysis. Uh, so, yeah, right. I like a uh, voice recorder. Yeah, that's
0: the best. Or I like voice yeah. recorder on video. Yeah, um, video
1: is always good, too. I mean, video is always good. Uh, I mean, I like to keep it basic. I, I, I mean, I've got a REM pod uh I hardly use. I've got a EMF detector cape okay, uh, sort of equipment and that's cool. I like using those things. Oh but yeah. I, I like I like the recorder and I like the camera. I like to keep it basic. Yes. Yeah I like the
0: cat balls and I know there's another term for them but I can't think there's, there's <laughs> I balls.
1: I, I know someone I know someone who hates that word cat balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I, I like how that though but um yeah I like to use them. Okay.
1: You know? And I like I to like these to love more dowsing roads. I can feel the energy. You know, I, I used dowsing rods a while ago last year, uh, and I wasn't too fond of them. I didn't like them. I wasn't sure if it was me, or if it was... I just, I, I didn't like it. You know what I mean? I, right. You know, from a clerical standpoint, from a clergy standpoint, I also try to be careful, uh, because I still have certain belief systems, uh, and, and I try not to venture into that side where I consider it divination so right. I'm just really careful of, of what equipment I use and I don't mean That's to true. you know be disrespectful towards other people oh, no. No I, 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 I don't care what you believe in but you know, I just I'm just particular on what equipment I use right
0: and of yeah. course our own bodies
2: and um, yeah uh, yeah
1: I mean obviously, your body is, uh, obviously your body is going to be your best piece of equipment Eyes, ears, sense, oh, yeah. smell—you can feel things with your body. So, but it's also good to confirm those feelings with actual equipment.
0: And I—what is that term where you smell something like when you, you smell? What, it's
1: like clear, clear smelling. I don't know. I,
0: I definitely have that too.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, every once in a while, like I'll come across a scent and I go, "Okay, that's not a familiar scent," but okay, whatever, and I'll just ignore it.
0: Yeah, to me, if it's roses, to me, it's a positive theory.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yes. yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, um, yes. Well, the hour flew by already.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, being on your show. Um, oh, no always, problem. Thank uh, you for being here. It's always it's always fun coming on with you and, and just talking about these types of things.
0: Oh, thank, thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
0: You're always welcome oh. back, of course.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, I'd love to come back. Yeah, just let me know when.
2: Yeah, anytime.
1: Maybe maybe, maybe next time we can actually do like a roundtable discussion. And have like other investigators and do like a three or four panel uh, talk. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, Joe, Frankie, or Jeff. Yeah. you know, I mean,
1: yeah, about. yeah. Oh, I love Joe. I love Jeff. I, I need know. to have him
0: back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely so. Definitely so.
0: <laughs>
2: I do shout right, out.
1: Well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, Nikki, thank you for having me on. Um you have a wonderful night.
0: Thank you you too. And thank All you guys right. for uh, watching or listening to us. And um we'll be back next week. And I'll okay, see what I have next week. <laughs> I should know. Let's see what's next week. Oh, it's my birthday next week, but June. Let's see. June six. Oh, I have after John and June. I'll in that.
2: Oh nice, nice.
0: Yeah, she's he's cool. Cool. He's been on Demon Fighter and all the <laughs> movies
2: <laughs> that I
0: like. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Oh. Uh, you said a movie, the Demon Fighter movie?
0: Yeah. It's on okay. Prime Video, Amazon. It's a city. I, I saw Craig, Craig.
1: you had Craig Ahern's on last week, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm actually friends with him. He's a, he's a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, they're cool. They were on my show last week, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah I like <laughs> those guys. That's what I like, you know what I mean? You have people like that, especially people like that who who make these films and who are into the paranormal um, and they don't think they're better than you. You know, they treat you with respect and dignity and they actually have conversations with you, which is a problem that I have yeah. in this field. Like I have a lot of friends on my Facebook, right?
2: Right.
1: <clears throat> um, I'm just friends with them because they want more followers so they, they can get stars in their profile.
2: Right. And most of them
1: are snotty, and they have attitudes, and they think that just because they've been on a couple of TV shows, that they're better than you, uh, and and that's not the case. Right. You know, just because you've been on a TV show uh, and you've had the privilege to do it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're an expert. It doesn't mean that you know all. You know what I mean, you just have the opportunity to to do something. But whatever, that's that's a different show
0: within itself. You know. Yeah. and bring that feel frankie i'm sure he'll tell us
1: oh yeah yeah we'll definitely talk about that we'll have a hood about that
0: <laughs> all right you have a great night <laughs> and thank oh, you for being with us so um oh,
2: thank
0: you all right
2: Good
0: Bye, on. guys have a great night great. all right